Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Learn Fresh podcast. My name is Nick Monzi, CEO and co-founder of Learn Fresh, and I'm joined by my co-host Calvin Seibert, our Chief Mission Officer, aka Coach Calvin, aka the Game Changer of Education. Changing the game. On this podcast, we talk about the intersection between education and community. How does the broader community provide value to the education sector, our schools, and out-of-school time programs, and what can education do to prepare students for the broader world? Today, we have a special conversation for you. Davion Smith is a former student of mine and an alumnus of the first NBA Math Hoops National Championship from back in 2017. I'm excited for you to hear this conversation as we throw it back to my teaching years and walk through Davion's experience as a student in the NBA Math Hoops program. All right, young man. So uh, glad to have you here today. Thank you. Um, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. We're going to go ahead and uh, kick off this podcast. Um, I'm going to start off with asking you, uh, why don't you let all the viewers here know your name, uh, where you're from, your age, and your year in school. How are you guys doing? My name is Davion Smith. Uh, I'm from Detroit, you know, repping a big 313. <laughs> um, I'm currently in high school at Cass Technical High School. Um, uh, my major is commercial arts. And I will be graduating this year in the year of 2022. I'm 17 and I'll be turning 18 in February 22nd. All right. There's that number again. Now, real quick, can you tell the viewers, uh, how do you know me, Coach Calvin, a.k.a. Mr. Cyber, a.k.a. the Game Changer of Education? The Game Changer of Education, most definitely. Um, I met Mr. Cyber my sixth or fifth grade year. I met him actually my fifth grade year of school. Uh, we had, as elementary elementary schoolers, we um, we went over to the middle school building because we had two buildings. We had an elementary building and a middle school building. And the middle, the middle school building was, I think, north. And so we took a trip over there to see what we'd be entering next year, going into middle school, leaving elementary school. And I could remember Mr. Cyber saying something to our group as we left out the building. He said, it's right here. I'm, I'm, I'm staying here. I'm staying here. I'll be here next year. And next year I got him as a teacher for my student success seminar. And that's how I met Mr. Cyber. He was my teacher, the best teacher I ever had. Hey, thank you for saying that. No problem. Uh, can you talk a little bit about who you were uh, before you met Mr. Cyber, <laughs> Coach Calvin? <laughs> most would say, and not just like to my own horn or nothing, but like toot toot. Like most people would say I was already like a, a good student, but it was still some things I knew that I didn't have that Mr. Cyber had brought to my attention. And he had just brought everything to light for me. Yeah, I do remember you. Um that that first session when you came on in um in the sixth grade and i remember you you were you stood out um your light was already shining it was like you you had already knew the fundamentals you just needed uh you needed a little tune up yeah and and i noticed that and a lot of uh a lot of young men are not easy to grab and to get on your side like that but um you did, and I, I appreciate that. You you helped you helped that whole class 
shoot. And and you actually uh became the leader of that class. I remember that. Yeah, I did. Thank That's you. I appreciate that. <laughs> now, um, what what's something that you could say, or what are some things that you, I've I've taught you? I'll just leave it at that. What, what have you learned from Mr. Cyber? If I if I sat here and said everything that you told me, I'm pretty sure the podcast would be about 24 hours. But I say the 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 most important thing you taught me that I could that, that I could take with me to everyday life is how to carry myself as a man and as a better person and how to make people around me better. Mm. And what I mean and what I mean by that is um most people don't know, but coming into sixth grade uh at Detroit Academy of Arts and Sciences, we had a uniform. And uh, part of our uniform was a tie and we had to have our shirt tucked in. It was a, a, a button up shirt, a white button up shirt. And in elementary school, it was really no, no teachers over there enforcing that rule. So I was like, if nobody's going to say nothing to me about it, I'm just not going to do it. You know, <laughs> so it's like I do it when they watching. But then when they watching, OK, I'm going to take my shirt real quick. I'm going to take my tie off. Uh, but when I got to middle school, that was quickly over because like on the third day of school Mr. Shiro, he was he was actually looking for me to tell me that I didn't have my shirt tucked in or I didn't have my tie on and I'm like okay at first I'm like uh, why is he watching me okay I'm gonna get him next time I did not get him next time <laughs> and so um what I uh what I was saying was it was it made me realize that even when you do it when they're not it's when when they're not looking that's when it counts Mm. when they're not looking <clears throat> when, they're, when they're not paying attention when they're not looking that's when it counts because what all what happens in the dark always comes to the light i like that yeah i do remember that um i and and then i not to not to make light of it but it was just like i saw you this young man with this tie you know remember you had it in your mouth yeah in my mouth like, yeah you're not supposed to be having your tie in your mouth and uh <laughs> And I, I think I made a bet with you. I said, if I, yeah. if, I if you ever see me with the tie in, your, in my mouth, how much? I think I was, I owed you $100. Cause I really just wanted you to, um, I wanted you to be smooth with it. You know, I, yeah. that's not, you know, the, the older men that I saw in my life, nobody was putting ties in their mouth, but I know that was one of those, you know, kid things. Yeah. But, you know, middle school is when you transition, you start to mature, you start to see, you know, uh, the way men dress and the way that you know you should dress and things like that. Definitely. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, so, so as far as the program though, um, how did you feel when you first started playing it versus six it weeks was, in? It was definitely something new. Going into it, I thought it was going to be like, oh, he brought a another version of Monopoly to the classroom. Okay, but as I as I continue to play the game and like learn it more, I realized that I, without even realizing it, I realized that it was helping me in my everyday life. Like, I know you remember Miss McBride, our, our math teacher uh, in seventh grade, we used to go in there, we used to do uh, multiplication, multiplication tables for a minute in a classroom. And I, I was a pretty good, I was pretty good at it, but I wasn't what I was, what I was after math hoop. So it, it kind of helped me with, was speeding up the, the the little stuff in math, and that's that's all everything is, is just the little things. How how would you say that it affected um, the classroom and the learning environment playing NBA math hoops? I think it had a very positive effect on it. Actually, um, 
like again, school can sometimes just feel like so restricting and like so so structured, as you said, to where like it's like almost a cycle when you wake up. Okay, I'm gonna wake up, brush my teeth, wash my face, put my uniform on, make sure I got everything, and I'm gonna go to school and learn. And then I'm gonna come home, do about an hour or two of homework, and then go to sleep and then do it all over again. But with math hoops, it was like it was you had something to look forward to. Like, okay, I got a math quiz first hour, but second hour, I'm gonna be playing math hoops. So it was like, it was like kind of exciting. So I I feel like it changed the whole dynamic of the class, honestly. That's what's up, man. I like to, I like to hear that from the students' perspective. Now, what what experience stood out the most with NBA math hoops in Detroit? The competition at the the Palace of Arbor Hills, I believe. I believe it was the, the competition at Palace of Arbor Hills. Even though we lost, I still like still learn from it, you know. Um it stood out to me because I I got to do a lot of the stuff that I I had never done before. Like before that, I I've never been on an NBA court before ever in my life. Like I was dreaming about it, but like it had never happened before. Yep. I um uh, I, I like that you said that that experience at the regional championship at the Palace of Auburn Hills, um, the fact that you all didn't win. Like, I remember, yeah. like, some kids were upset that they didn't win, um, you know, and that's a part of our sportsmanship contract. You know, you got to be cool whether you win or lose. Right. And uh, I remember you all had to play against each other. You had to play yeah. your own school. <laughs> yeah. And you all, you had processed it that. So that means that one of us is going to, you well, know, one of us is going to lose is when you go home. <laughs> and yeah. I remember saying, that's all right. You know, that don't mean anything. Hang in there. And, uh, but that was cool to see you guys competing, um, having fun. And, and of course, you know, um, getting out on that court, receiving those certificates. I remember you sat right yeah. in the front of the circle, because you <laughs> sat right in the middle, almost like this whole group was yours. <laughs> like you were the leader of the whole group. I like how you did that. Um, yeah, that was special. Yeah, now, I, I I remember I remember playing against our my own school. I remember telling them like, okay, it's a competition. Now I shake your hand at the end of the game, but you about to get hit with the backspin. <laughs> with the backspin, no, with the backspin. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That was fun. <laughs> Another memorable moment for me is uh, me and my guy Earl Curriton. I believe it was at the Henry Ford Museum. Was it, Mister Cyber? Yes, the Henry Ford Museum. And uh, at first, I was like, uh, all right, kind of nervous because, okay, it's an NBA legend standing in front of me. I want to be I want to be an NBA someday. I want to be an NBA legend. So this is one of those times where I got to, like, be a sponge and, like, just take in as much as I can. So I don't know if he got annoyed at me or, any, or anything. I'm pretty sure he did. He's a pretty cool guy. He's actually very cool. Like, I was just asking him so many questions. And, uh when I found out when I found out that he was coming to the classroom to watch me play and stuff, it was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just want to thank him for doing that and investing in me and seeing seeing uh, seeing that in me. I still I still try to keep in contact with him to this day. <laughs> me too. Hey, we got you know <laughs> we got that same birthday, so we got all September third. Yeah. We always got a rep. I see him in a lot of places, man. He was a good dude since the first day he came to our class and yeah, I know, when he came in and did that story. He's he's been the same person um from that day. So, you know, you meet good people and 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 you stay close to them. You stay connected to those type of people.
Definitely. So we had to get a certain amount of games played to even qualify for the national championship. I remember, I do remember that. And I remember coming into class one day and Miss Cyber was like, all right, man, you got, you got all your work done. And that, that, he, he didn't, the thing about it was he didn't just make sure I had my work done for his class. Cause he could have been selfish. and was like, okay, I want to get this. I want to get him there. I want to get me there. You're going to make sure you got all your work done in my class, but all the work in your other class, you can do it there. He, he wasn't selfish like that. He, uh, he made sure I had all my work done in all my classes because I remember he wouldn't even let me participate if I didn't have my work done. Um, okay, so he he, came, he approached me. He said, "You got all your work done." I, I told him, "Yeah," which I, which was very truthful. Um, and and we started to play games and we started to play games around the classroom. And again, not to my own horn, but I was pretty good. You know, <laughs> I was pretty good. I even came up with my own signature spin, which I, which took me a long way. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact yeah he does have a signature spin first student to pull that one off and brought it to the <laughs> national championship and everything all the way <laughs> um what did the national championship mean to you when you applied and then when you got selected uh okay i remember i remember standing in the hallway uh before okay before this before before recording my video to get entered into the the uh, national uh, championship i remember having a conversation with mr cyber in the classroom and he was just asking me like you know is is this what you really want i mean i think it's a good idea for you you get a lot of exposure see a lot of stuff you've never seen before and it was true um so when he had told me i'm, I'm like let's do it I'm, I'm all for it um making a video i was like it was kind of like a reality setting i was like okay 3,000 other students just recorded their videos and they're going to send them in to them. So why would they pick me? So I was, I was pretty, I was like, I was starstruck when they, when they, when they picked me to be a part of the national championship, because it's like, they had so many other options and they just saw something in me. And I appreciate my apples for doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, uh, you, st you stood out at a lot of the events. Um, do you remember going to the Henry Ford museum and, I do. Uh, and um, Liz from the Pistons, she asked, do you have a student that would like to speak on behalf of the, this, this experience? And you you jumped out so quick, like, <laughs> give me the mic. You are almost like me. Like, I always like the mic, too. So I was like, yeah. look at my student over here following in my steps, over here grabbing the mic, confident, you know, answering the questions. When a lot of students your age would be a little nervous to do that, especially it was your first time. Um, yeah. but you, you knocked that out. Next thing you know, they came to our classroom and you were, you were the spokesperson for the classroom. And, uh, I remember Paula Tutman kept saying how cute you were and, <laughs> and how she, she wanted you to teach her how to play the game. And yeah. Earl Curitan, you was, you were giving him the game. It was like, it was almost like you were, you were this natural for it all right. from, from you playing the game, understanding it. Uh, wanting to beat everybody in the class <laughs> in, a, in a cool way, not in a bad way. Right. Like, wanting to win. You can't teach that. Um, and then with each experience and field trip that we went on, you you were the highlight. Uh, you know, when you look at the student that was speaking and the student that was excited, you were that student. And I, I wanted to capitalize on that because 
you, you usually don't see students and usually a lot boys are usually not the ones that are ready to speak and be confident and talk um but you you x that out and you were you you nailed it every time and it, it was really um I was really proud to see you doing that because I watched you grow. I watched you from the very first event and then I watched yeah, each one. You were just getting, you were getting better each time. And, um, and it was really nice to see that. Now, um, when you found out that you got selected, you said you felt like it was a starstruck type of feeling. Yeah. Was there any, did you ever feel like I'm going to get picked? Watch this. Like, did you ever have that moment where, where you dropped the video or you did the video and then the next thing you know, your mind said, you know what, I'm, you know, my faith or whatever, I'm going to the national championship. You know how they sometimes they say speak things into existence. Right. How, how did what happened with that? Like, I think it was I think it was like two days after we had sent the video in and we were in class playing math foods, just, you know, like just some extra fun games. because I had already got all my games in the qualifier. And. I don't know. I was just hot. I was feeling it. I'm like, they got to have me. They, they just got to have me in the tournament. I, I, what I'm doing right now, I can broadcast this to the world, you know? And so I was like, it, that's, when, that's when that had went off. But then my other side was like, all right, don't be too confident. Don't be too cocky. Don't be too arrogant. So it was there. It was always there. But it was just kind of like a smaller thought. Yeah. And and uh, one thing I want to highlight, it's good that we don't pick the winner of the regional championship to go to the national championship, because <laughs> then, you know, because some students thought that's how it went. Right. Like if I win the regionals, so we go to nationals. I'm like, no, that's a totally different process. You got to play 25 games. You got to complete 10 lessons. You have to create a video that's going to convince us to pick you all those right. things. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, there was, a, there were a lot of steps, but I'm glad that, that, um, that you got selected because when I actually met Nick at the training, I told him, um, that he's going to see us at the national championship. Now I was speaking that into existence. I didn't know who the student was going to be <laughs> because I actually sent in three applications and, uh, and, and you were selected out of the three. So, right. um, you know, sometimes I guess you gotta, you gotta call it out. <laughs> you gotta call it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and be humble. Like Kendrick Lamar said, right. <laughs> at the same time. Now, um, what what was your mindset like getting prepared to go to California and fly on an airplane for your first time? What was your mindset like preparing yourself for that? Ooh, okay. First, that was my first ever time being on a plane. And I was, I was like, all right. I was looking at videos on YouTube the night before. I was, I was packing. That was my first time like actually being out of town, out of town. So I didn't know how to pack a bag. I'm like, okay, you got the usual stuff. You're gonna get your underwear, your undershirt. Your stuff like that, your socks. I'm like, I need shoes. I need shoes. I need I need a shirt to go with these shoes. Okay, now I need pants. If it's gonna be hot, it's I, I'm pretty sure it's a different weather from Detroit. So it's like stuff like that just racing through my mind. Um, but I was still, although my mind was racing, was were like little little things like that. I was still focused. Like I I never I left, I never lost focus throughout the throughout the whole tournament. Yeah, I noticed that you uh. You always circled it back. You had fun, did your thing, but you you knew what you were there for. You were there for a right. mission. Yeah, you, <laughs> gotta, you just gotta have that, that. Sometimes you gotta have that dial, like that switch. Like, okay, we can we can have fun over here, have fun, with my boy, my mood, and then when we go back to the room, all right, 
Now do your do your multiplication, do your division. What's this? What's that? So it's like the, the kill switch. That's that sounds like my mentality right there, you know. <laughs> Pretty sure I got it. <laughs> that's what that sounds like. <laughs> what what did it feel like to be in California and away from Michigan and Detroit for that weekend? What did it feel like? It felt great. I feel like I could be there for, for a lifetime, really. Like everything was just so different from from the weather, from the the people, like and 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 how they talk, the language, you know. It's just small stuff like that 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 just make a trip make a trip like worthwhile. Absolutely. Was there anything challenging that you was kind of like mind boggling or something for you? Any challenges while you were there? Um the, the I think I believe the only challenge I faced there was in a championship game. I, I believe that that's what that was my hardest challenge. And I wouldn't even just say for the tournament, I'll just say for like my whole time being in math hoops, like learn first math hoops. That was that was my biggest challenge because I had to realize that I was playing to win, but also I was playing to have fun too. So when when we lost, it was like how do you come back from that? It's like, how, okay, you lost, but how do you respond? And life is is 99% how you respond, and then 1% what happens to you. So mm. now let's since you since you went there, let's go in that space. So how many games did you win? You and your partner win uh to get to the championship game? Uh I say we won about five, five or four. I believe. But you won every yeah. game though, right? Yeah. yeah, we won every game to get to the championship. To get to the championship. But I I believe the the twins did they have a bye? Because they did have a bye. Because yeah. I remember. So yeah, we played five, they played four. Yep. And then you all met in the championship game. Now yeah. uh take us through the championship game right quick. How what was the score at halftime? How was it? What was going on? I believe we were tied up. I thought you all were down by like 10. Or, or maybe we were down. I I thought you all were down because I, I just got to say it, something on the back end. When I, I had to leave because I learned first yeah, right. pulled me in for an interview. <laughs> and uh, I was I was so concerned about what was going on in the game. I had to wrap up the interview. I was trying to make it go fast so I could get back to you guys. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. That, I and when I came back, I was like, oh, shoot. Robin told me that, you know, you guys were down. You're trying to come back. She was like, she couldn't watch the table because it was so intense. And yeah. I was like, let's go. Come on. <laughs> that might have been that might have been more intense than playing in front of 3000 people. And I've done that before, too. <laughs> right. So, um, it was just the energy in the building, you know, um, coming back from being down by that much. And and like it was just. It's like you said, like the mountain, the kill switch, like yeah. it was, I just had to turn it on. Like me and my partner just turned it on. Like at first, like the shots weren't falling. And like when, when stuff like that happens, it's like demoralizing. And it's like we hear, but like our shots not falling. So do you want to like keep playing? But I wasn't going to let that happen. <laughs> so I think at halftime, uh, me and my partner talked and we were just like, 
we're not going out like this. <laughs> we can't go out <laughs> like this. So um, we came back in, made a couple shots, swung the momentum our way, and uh, that was that. And, you know, the rest, the rest is history. Yeah. So um, why don't you give us some quick context back on how what happened at the end of the game, pretty much? Because, you know, uh, you got your signatures spin and what was the score? And if you remember, what was that last moment? I can't remember if we were down two or tied, but I know I took a three to win the game. Oh, it and was a three-point shot. With who? Um, oh, you know. Mr. State Farm, don't, don't play him. Don't <laughs> play State Farm. It was, I, I should have took the shot with D-Wade, but it was Chris Paul. Yes, it was Chris Paul. Yeah, it was Chris Paul. But um, Chris Paul, he was on your squad. He won you all yeah, those games. Yeah, so he, look, he did. He did. Chris like you Paul, said, you, if you had another Paul chance, what you say, if you had another chance, you would have gave it to, to Dwayne Wade. You do it again. Yeah, because his percentage was higher from that that spot. So that's all. Yeah. But in the, in those final moments, when, like when it did, when a shot didn't fall, it was honestly, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> it was I heartbreaking bet. for real. Because, like, I, I had worked that all that way to get there, and I just felt like, dang, I let the city down, I let me cyber down. But I had to realize that y'all were proud of me because of how far I had came and how far, how much I had grew and learned from that experience. So after that, um, it was really just a, all about learning. You know, like, uh, I know you guys got a sportsmanship rule now. I'm glad that was implemented. Um, yeah. Not that I was a bad sport or anything. I just wish I could have been a better sport about it. I like that you say that. Um, and, I, and I'm and i thankful for the NBA Math Hoop Story video where you also said that on that YouTube video, mm -hmm. um, how you didn't get a chance to say good game to your opponent, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and that was really special that you did that. So the whole world knows now that you understand, you know, at the end of a game, hey, even if you come up short by one point, two points, you still got to show love to the person, to the team that you uh, that you win against. And and, right. um, and the fact that you said it um, is another moment of growth. You, right. you understood it. I didn't have to was like I didn't have to say that to you. You, you knew it. And, and and that was a cool way of doing it on that on that um on that YouTube video. Right. Now, uh, who who was your partner, and what was it like to meet some of the other students? Did you meet, and 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 are you still in contact with anybody you met from um from that that event? Yeah. Um. Uh, my partner was Asian May. She was no no doubt one of the coolest females I had ever met. Um. Like she just brought that like that Michigan swag, so it was like we had already clicked because we all, we both were from Michigan. Another reason I enjoyed the trip so much is because everybody was like down to get to know each other, you know. So like I'm still in contact with Muhammad, and I always forget his name, Joshua, Joshua from uh, Arkansas, Little Rock, yeah, 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 Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, I had actually the story about how we got back in contact is crazy. Uh. I was on TikTok scrolling through my For You page after my basketball game. And I seen this, this football TikTok. I'm like, oh, he, he, pretty, he pretty sweet. Let me, let me click on his page. Let me see some more highlights. And I'm like, I know this dude. 
And I'm like, I met him at the Mad Poops tournament. I, I, so I, I text him. I'm like, I'm like, what's up? You remember? He's like, yeah, I remember. So we, we were kicking in and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. Now, uh, how did it feel when you came back um, after the event? Coming back to Detroit after, after uh, you know, that whole experience. How, how did you feel? Uh, at first, I was like, okay, well, what they going to think? Like, I just lost in the championship. Are they gonna be like, you got that far just to get get that far? But it was like when I got back, everybody was congratulating me uh, for even for even getting that far. Like I said, I thought people were gonna be down on me, but they were actually bringing me up because I didn't. I failed to realize that I was the only person being down on myself. So like, it was cool to like hear my friends say that stuff because like I know they liked the game too, and they could have just been mad. Like, it's twenty six students in the class, and he got to go. And they could have been selfish and stuff like that, but they weren't. Yeah, that's true. They were all uh, all rooting for you out there. And I'm glad that you were able to see that, that, you know, you and Asia represented the Detroit Pistons Perfect. and Michigan flat out. You were the two that got picked and you all did an amazing job. You represented. Um, you didn't win the championship, but when you came back, it was almost it. It almost as if I had one. I had yeah. one a lot. Even the next year when we hosted it in Detroit, Michigan, and yeah. we brought you in Asia back to give the trophies to the winners. Right. As if you all were the winners. You know what I'm saying? It was like we yeah. we did it in a way to maximize what you all did um, so that the so that the kids could hear you, a veteran NBA math player in Asia, hear your story and then, you know, pass off that trophy like that. That was a. Uh, that was really special. I'm glad that you all were both able to make it. Yeah, definitely. NBA Math Hoops works specifically on fundamental math skills, so addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, and then things like analysis of statistics, percentages, decimals, fractions, and making decisions with numbers. The program really provides an avenue for kids to learn math in a way that's exciting and more connected to their daily lives. They're not doing a worksheet. The end goal isn't just to get the math problem right, it's to win the game of basketball, which is cool. It's something that they don't normally experience in their everyday class. My name is Devian Smith. I am 13 years old and I am in the eighth grade. It's something I like to do in my spare time. I just, I go to the library, print out some math papers and then just work on them. I wasn't that quick on my division or, or my multiplication either. Like, but like now this year, my, my teacher, I was so surprised by this. The first day she gave it to us, she like gives us this multiplication sheet one through 12 and I'd be the first one done with it. I go one, two, three, four. It just be done so quick, and then she'd be like so wild by me. I'd be like, "You can thank math hoops." The championship was something I can really never forget. It was my first time, or well, actually my first year doing NBA math hoops. 
and I told myself, you got this, you can do this, and we gonna get to the championships. And I did it. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to the first ever NBA Matthews National Championship weekend. Go. So NBA Matthews is a board game curriculum and community program that engages students in fundamental math through the game of basketball. They use NBA and WNBA player statistics uh, to run a team essentially over the course of the school year, working through a 12-week curriculum that really feels like an NBA season. We brought in 16 students from across the country to engage and actually apply all the things that they've been learning over the year in a national uh, tournament. As you know, in NBA Math Hoops, we play in teams of two. If you don't know your partner, say hello, introduce yourself. First day the students got here uh, from around the country, they came from nine different NBA markets as well as Little Rock, Arkansas, and arrived at San Francisco Airport, excited to participate. brought them to Stanford University where we housed them and hosted a lot of our events over the course of the weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to the first ever NBA Matthews National Championship weekend. And kick things off with a junior NBA clinic and a Nerf extravaganza. Hasbro is actually the company that donates all of the NBA Math Hoops games every single season and they put together an amazing assortment of activities related to Nerf uh, for the students to really blow off some steam, get calmed down from their school year, and get a chance to break the ice and get to know each other a little bit better to start the weekend. From there we went to Westlake Middle School in Oakland, the home of the Warriors 2017 Legacy Project for the NBA Finals. Their students learned about statistics and how the Warriors use those for sports analytics to make decisions on the court with their roster and I think the kids saw some insights there that they can take back to how they play NBA math hoops. They also got to sign day contracts with the team, something that they'll never forget for the rest of their lives, getting to be a part of the Warriors during the 2017 NBA Finals. And from there, uh, went off into San Francisco to enjoy an awesome night of food and culture and just experience the city. For many of them, it's the first time that they've come to California and had the chance to explore the Bay Area, go to the Golden Gate Bridge, and visit all the other iconic sites in the city. On the second day, we started off with a light NBA Matthews tournament just to get students familiar with their teammates, especially if they aren't from different schools. They had the opportunity to play in three games, 20 minutes each, compete and seed themselves for the elimination round on the final day of the weekend. On the last day of the weekend, we started off with some amazing sessions at Stanford with a pair of professors uh, from the design school. They talked to students about design thinking and how they can use innovation and creativity to fuel their ideas. They then took a walking tour which took them to some engineering buildings around the campus. They got to see labs in action, students working with chemicals, with jellyfish, all sorts of cool science that they may be able to do at some point in their careers and in their life. And then from there came to the education building, uh, the Graduate School of Education on the Stanford campus for the final round, the elimination round of the Math Hoops tournament. Thanks for coming out to the inaugural NBA Math Hoops National Championship Tournament.
This is the final round. Yes. Three, two, one, go. Students start working with the board game by drafting a team of NBA and WNBA players. So they actually select player cards and use the players' real life statistics to determine who they want for their roster. The fundamental math shows them where to go on the game board, which positions to use on the court. And then from there, they use the player's statistics to figure out which player is best to take the shot with and will give them the best chance to make the basket and ultimately win the game. Five, four, three, two, one, game. I'm so proud of Davion Smith throughout the year. He was one of my top students in the classroom. His work ethic was different than uh, my other students. He took advantage of every opportunity to get to the national championship. I can recall telling him every day, like, you know, you gotta play a certain amount of games, you know, your attitude is already cool, so you got that. And the rest, hey, it's gonna work out in your favor. So I am like super proud of Davion for um, believing and trusting in the program and trusting in his teacher as well. Um, I'm a big person on faith and uh, when I started the program, I, I said that we were gonna make it to the national championship tournament and we actually did. Uh, twins, the last championship game, when the game was done, I did not get to shake y'all hands and tell y'all good game. So good game. Uh, yeah, the game. Now, um, what, are, what are some academic goals that you have um, uh, when you get to college? What's um, something you want to study? I'm, I'm really on the, I'm, I'm on the fence here um, because I don't know if I want to go into engineering or if I want to go into education because you, Mr. Cybert, inspired me a lot. And you've opened my eyes to see that it's not a lot of teachers out there like that that can that can give back so much to the students without even trying. So I'm definitely still going to teach and like be be like a community mentor and to like give back as much as possible because that, that that's that people invested in me, so I need to invest in people. Fresh podcast is produced by our very own Nick Monzi and Sumner Becker with additional production assistance from Caitlin Patterson. Sumner Becker also does our engineering, editing, and music. A special thanks to Katie Hanka and the Golden State Warriors for additional national championship content featured in this episode. The Learn Fresh podcast is part of the Side Audio Network, an audio community founded by Jeremiah Ote and Naranjan Kumar. The Side Audio Network hosts podcasts that aim to transfer trust between people and communities through storytelling and conversation.